This is a pre-recorded message. World-renowned podcast hosts David and Brad have gone deep undercover to get to the bottom of the Wuhan Institute of Virology's culpability in the global pandemic. If you are hearing this, then they have not yet resurfaced. The following is a best-of episode that they prepared as a contingency. We hope they will return next week to share their findings. Well, there it is, Brad. Genesis, Phil Collins, Land of Confusion, great 1980s uh, hit. Some would say number one hit. I'm not sure. I haven't I haven't Googled it, but we'll get to that, Brad. And I will say part of my confusion comes from a text I got from you earlier today where you told me that your new pronouns are few and other. Uh, I don't remember sending that text, but I'll go with that. Few and other. Yeah, and few and other are, are, are good. They're, they're, no one can criticize that. No, is the few the first person pronoun? Would I say few is here? Or is that few, like second person? With respect to you, it's first. So if I say like few is hungry, you would know to get me a snack. Yeah, we'll put those pronouns up on the uh, social media. Hopefully they won't be banned or barred from social media, but we're excited about that. Um, we're excited about the fact that we both got our um, vaccine passports now, Brad, so we can freely move through society without being shamed or vilified. Like a shadow with our, you know, both of us double injected with whatever's in those vaccines. And uh, yeah. All right, there you have it. A high powered and rocking single from Bon Jovi, 1988, from the album of the same year, New Jersey. Bad Medicine did go to number one on the billboard charts. So good for John and his New Jersey compatriots. But that's our song for this week, David, because it's my understanding that you have now gotten your first vaccine. I have gotten my first vaccine. And so should we both, uh, you know, be the subject of bad medicine, I guess we'll find out. And we've made sure that we got different vaccines just because of that whole lone survivor thing that we've got going on. So right, survivor like president and vice president. We can't yeah. be on the same aircraft. We can't take the same vaccine. You get the picture. Yeah. So again, I think, I think once again, our president is uh, flexing his muscles. He's sort of getting the feel for the, uh, for the office and uh, finding things, job, the, buddy. It's hard finding job. things in the white house. He knows where everything is, where the levers of government are. And uh, now his first international crisis, I would say, well done, Mr. President. Good job. Yeah. You almost did something about it. Well, maybe we could lob a few missiles into Syria. Now that I know is a Baltic state. I'm not, uh, I'm not sure you're you're familiar with where the Baltic states actually are. Again, this could this, okay. Look, listen, listen. This is this isn't a quiz. Okay, this isn't. I'm not one of your Navy buddies. Okay, but I do think that if you lobbed some missiles into Syria, whether or not it's a Baltic state, that sends a message. Well, I guess depending on where they land, it sends a message. It would send a message in any case. You're right, but depending on where they land, the message may be different. 
Well, you know what's interesting? That that leads to the next topic, which is this whole InstaFace thing, right? So this week, the um, Supreme Court of Facebook got together and decided that Facebook's ban of former President Donald Trump was justified and it could continue, right? And so what this is, it's a group of several hundred people at Facebook that uh, decide, um, make the decisions as to what content we get to see and what content we don't get to see. I guess I don't know how to approach the outrage, right? Like, you know, you will occasionally see in the news, well, more than occasionally, you know, somebody almost always, although I certainly can't say always, but almost always a conservative somebody who says, hey, Twitter shut down my account. It's unconstitutional, you know, this, that, and the other thing. It, near as I can tell, and I'm no expert on this, but near as I can tell, Twitter is a private business. And that, that if you choose to make to give them the power to control your ability to communicate, then you've done that to yourself, right? I mean, I, I don't, I, 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 I don't, I don't understand this idea that somehow Twitter it's unconstitutional for Twitter to shut down your account. I mean, the Constitution applies to acts by the government, right? And so. It's it's not unconstitutional, I don't think. Again, I'm not a lawyer. You can correct me. I, you, you've been to law school. I don't think it's unconstitutional for Twitter to say, hey, you know what? We're a private business, and we, we choose not to have you as a client. Yeah, you know, I, I certainly agree with that, Brad, but I think the, the problem is that people don't realize all of the information they're giving up to belong to Facebook, to belong to the Instagram, yes, to exactly. belong to the Twitter, even Google, Gmail. I mean, you basically sign yep. your life away. Maybe what we should do and maybe what the Fed should do is waive the IP rights of these tech companies and just give away their patent rights to anyone that uh, wants to compete, which is the next big story, right? Uh, the Biden IP waivers for those companies that have developed the COVID vaccines and basically allowing uh, generic companies and pretty much any other company that wants to take a stab at manufacturing some of these very complicated vaccines, allowing them to do it without violating patent rights. Or it's potentially trade secrets. The man in the mirror, the late, great Michael Jackson. Yep. But I tell you what, you want to talk about having a good, hot run. Oh, Michael had a good, hot run. Uh, okay. Um, you hear that music in the background where we are now transitioning from outer space over Canada to deeper into the galaxy. Uh, the Venera Chronicles are upon continue. Us, they continue We're up to for those of you playing the home game get out your game board we are now up to venera three very exciting project by the soviets as you recall the soviets created the venera project to explore and ultimately colonize the planet venus and some of the um venera missions were more successful than than others some of them are commemorated on a soviet postage stamp brad I didn't even know the Soviets had postage stamps. That's fantastic. I mean, you would think in a socialist country, the mail would just, you know, be delivered. Yeah, I think some of it was. Yeah. 
But uh, no, that's fantastic. I mean, if you're going to make a postage stamp, I applaud making one about the Venera project. Well, in any event, Brad, the mission of Venera 3 uh, won't be a surprise to you. It was to land on the uh, surface of the planet Venus. Ah, Venus. Nice. So this. How'd that go? Well, let me let me tell you, the body of the spacecraft contained a radio communication system, Mm -hmm. scientific instruments, Hmm. um, electrical power sources and medallions bearing the coat of arms of the Soviet Union. Ah, well, who wouldn't want that? The collector's items. Yeah, the Venetians appreciated that. Yeah, you put that on eBay, and you're gonna you're gonna make yourself a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, the unfortunately though, this was um, uh, there, there were a bunch of problems surrounding the uh, Venera really? Three project. It's, oh. Yeah. Now, now listen. First, and this may be um, this may be something uh, akin to whistling past the graveyard, but the probe's initial trajectory missed Venus by about uh, sixty five thousand uh, kilometers. Missed it by that much. By that much. But yeah. it, that was discovered. Then a course correction maneuver was carried on on December 26th, uh, 1965, which, by the way, Brad, that's Boxing Day in Great Britain. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, they made the course correction, and that brought the probe on a collision course with the planet Venus. Collision being the key word there, I assume. Yeah, and as you can expect, uh, contact with the probe was uh, lost shortly thereafter. Shortly after it smashed into the surface of Venus. There was a, there's a conspiracy theory here uh, where in 2000, uh, a report came out uh, based on Soviet documents that were released after the uh, Cold War ended that said that uh, actually the Soviets lost control of the, uh, and communication with Venera 3, three months earlier than reported. Um, and people surmised that it may never have smashed into the uh, planet Venus. This, it just kept on cooking until it wound up in the sun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, again, the net result is the same. I love a rainy night. such a beautiful sight. I love to feel the rain on my face. Taste the rain on my lips. In the moonlight shadow. Well, Brad, there's a lot going on in the, uh, in the country weather-wise. So I can think of no uh, other way to lead in than that great lead in by uh, the late, great Eddie Rabbit. He loved a rainy night. Uh, next, Brad, is Relationship Corner. So this week, our uh, question comes in. Dear Brad, I hope all is well. My good friends, let's call them Hill and Billery, uh, may be up to no good. I'm not sure. I'm very confused. I found tons of irregular billing records and payoffs. Uh, this really concerns me. Um do you think I should uh, do anything about it or should I just trust my friendship? Anyway, maybe it's that not that important. They've asked me to meet them later tonight after midnight in a local park. Hopefully this will clear everything up. I can't wait to see them. Vince, Brad. Well, Vince, I mean that you, you, you do find yourself in a bit of a conundrum there, right? Because I think all of us would say that friendship is important, right? Life is not a, a, uh, something to be taken on on by oneself. It is a team sport. Uh, As I believe someone at one point said, it takes a village. But I would ask you this, Vince, do you typically meet with your friends, let's call them Hill and Billery, do you typically meet with them in parks late at night? And if the answer to that question is no, 
then I think it may be in your best interest, especially in view of some of the potentially, I don't want to overstate the case, but potentially incriminating type of evidence that you may have come upon, uh, that maybe it would be in your best interest to say, hey, I've got to walk the dog. And then following that, I've got to, you know, wash my hair. And so I won't be able to come out in the cold, chill air with a wet head uh, to meet you in the park. But I'd be happy to have a cup of coffee in a very public place, preferably one with video cameras uh, anytime that you would like, uh, because I do value our friendship P.S. I am putting all of this evidence in a safe deposit box in a bank and sending a letter to my lawyer advising him that he should release all of these documents in the event of my untimely death. No, that's great advice, Brad. Unfortunately, this letter is dated three days ago, but I'm sure he's fine. about that brad uh boom boom shaka laka laka boom buddy it's been years since i've heard that song and, and so i'm glad you were able to go to the back of the rack as they say and dig it up it's a good one it's catchy and now i'm afraid it's going to be stuck in my head for you know hours to come but you know what that's all right those are the risks you have to take uh next brad the supreme court stephen Breyer asserting himself uh with the big google oracle uh suit apparently uh, you really can't own or create software anymore without the large tech companies being able to steal it. But at least Stephen Breyer, all 80 some odd years uh, old, uh, who's on top of this technology thing, is on the case. Well, that's the problem, right? You probably know this. I do not. I don't know how the Supreme Court picks who is going to author any given opinion or decision. I don't know if it's random. I don't know if somebody says, hey, I'll do it. And everybody just goes, hey, that's great. It's on you. I don't know. Screw it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. What the hell? Who cares? It's Google and Oracle. Anybody heard of those folks? I'll take it. Right. I mean, so I I don't know how that works. The way the way I understand it works is that the, the if the chief justice is in the majority, he can write or he can assign it out. I, I am in no position to criticize or question Judge Breyer's or Justice Breyer's overall legal bona fides, right? Especially since he's been on the court. I have certainly not taken the time to go back and review other decisions on other areas of law that he's written. But I can tell you, he sucks out loud in the technology area. And you would think that the Supreme Court, the Chief Justice, would have recognized that long ago and said, hey, Steve, why don't you sit down for this one. We'll let someone who's less than 100 years old write this opinion. And then, you know, you're certainly welcome to add your thoughts because obviously it's a collaborative effort. But yeah, I mean, putting Breyer on the byline, as it were, of this particular decision, you're basically telling people, we don't really care about this. Well, there you go, buddy. A Tom Petty classic from 1989, Free Fallen. And I don't know that Tom necessarily wrote that song uh, as an homage to Joe Biden trying to get on Air Force One. But if he didn't, he missed a bat because uh, it certainly does fit the bill. It does. It does. And it, uh, it, it I was I was going to say, I wonder what we could possibly talk about that that would lead us into or or what we could stumble upon to uh, uh 
to discuss, but uh, that's exactly right. A perfect music video um, for that uh, for that song by uh, your president and mine, uh, uh, Joe Biden. So the final item we've got here was given to us by our good friend, Robert Ignatius Burke, uh, who actually reached out to me to let me know that there is a move afoot to ban foie gras in Rhode Island and in other states. And I guess they've done it in some places. Ban it. Right. Uh, so he asked, the, <laughs> well, why the effort to do that? Well, I, I, he asked that we we bring it up in the barred or banned segment. And we're going to talk about the fact that because foie is made from the duck livers. Right. OK. And because I, I, the ducks fine. are force fed a fatty diet to fatten up their livers, a uh, lot of people are saying that that practice along with the consumption of said foie gras should be banned or barred, whichever is the more severe. And again, we've never really got to the bottom of that. Um, but Bob asked that we address it and give our opinion on it. His opinion is that uh, you should be able to eat as much foie as possible, um, which is really not that much as long as you want it. But you shouldn't be force fed the foie. I think I agree with all of that. I'm not sure I fully followed it. So what, what, why is why is the barring or banning or or et cetera taking place? We're worried about the ducks. The ducks, yes. We're worried about the ducks. So the, the treatment the, of the, the ducks. The treatment, the treatment of the ducks. Okay. Well, so what well, I understand is that there is there are two facilities in the United States that make foie. And what they do is it's sort of, I guess, like a veal, they're making the veal or some of the Wagyu be they, but they, these are ducks. So these aren't yeah. cows, yes. ducks. So it's a different animal. And that's mm. one distinction you can draw. Yes, for sure. Um, and then they're, they're, the idea is to fatten up the livers. And then you mm -hmm. take the li livers, you make these delicious foie, foie treats. Yes. Um, I, I don't know a lot about it. I have had foie gras. It is fine. It's not my favorite. I would I wouldn't go out of my way to get it. Bob Burke's is very good. So I mean, if you're in anywhere near Bob Burke and you want to enjoy some foie, go for it. Uh, but um, it, you know, if it if it does wind up disappearing off the face of the earth, it will not be heartbreaking for me. But well, you could you could almost say that Bob was hoisted on his own canard. Oh, that's clever, my friend. Yeah, that's yeah. clever. I just came up with that. Yeah. That's I good. just came up with that. That's but good. I would bet I would bet if you do a Venn diagram of the number of people that are offended by you and I eating the foie mm -hmm. and the people that believe that the Veep is going to solve the border crisis, there is a full it's just one circle. Yeah, no, that's that, that's for sure. So there it is. Neither barred nor banned. In fact, we're we're going to encourage you to go out and get some Hudson Valley foie and uh, do it in a saucepan. Maybe a little bit of balsamic reduction, um, some maybe some chutney. I don't know, uh, but have some this weekend. Yeah, go for it. Just don't eat too much because you'll get a tummy ache. This has been IP frequently. Once again, clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth. You're welcome. <laughs>